0: Hi, this is Dr. Dan, and this is a special Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum that we have every year. This is our Christmas program, and today it is my honor and privilege to have Pastor Brian Sereni and his wife Dawn of the Calvary Chapel Mountainside Church in Murphy, North Carolina as my guest. So welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum, both of you. Well,
1: thank thank you. you very much. We're glad to be here.
0: You know, family is such an important part of Christmas to me. Obviously, there's many aspects of Christmas that are important, but family is really key because it is a family holiday. It has family meaning. So let's start out with each of you. Where were you born? And you grew up in a family that celebrated Christmas. What were the special things about Christmas you remember as a child?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I was uh, born into a military family. And so we traveled around a little bit, never, never spent any time overseas. But we, uh, I grew up mostly in San Diego, so Christmas was always warm. And we didn't have the snow and building snowmen and snowball fights or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, Christmas was about family. And, and growing up, Christmas was really all about Santa Claus for me and the gifts under the tree and the cookies and the food. And, uh, and because, because my family is in, was in California, the rest of our, our extended family was mostly back in Ohio. And so we didn't get to see them a whole lot, but uh, growing up, my mom was Mrs. Claus a little bit, and uh, she was really into the whole thing. And so, and so Santa was the big focus, really, growing up in my house and the presence and the excitement and the magic of all of that.
0: Well, that's kind of interesting. You know, did you put out the cookies and the milk and all that kind of business? Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, and they and they got eaten too. And and there was a time I remember, and I swear, as a little kid, I, I, I remember coming downstairs. And seeing a glove from the outside closing, um, closing the door to our house, and I thought for sure—I I, I remember that to this day, like it really, really happened. And, and so, you know, and I don't know if someone was tricking me there, but uh, but uh, that was a big, big part of our celebration.
0: That's incredible. And Don, how about you?
2: My Christmas was a little bit different. We celebrated with family and, of course, with Santa. But I was born outside of Richmond, Virginia. And we grew up, I grew up actually Catholic. And so for me, Christmas every year meant Midnight Mass. And I loved going and I would dress up and be part of the pageantry as a little angel in a costume that my mom would sew out of a white sheet. And I'd have the little gold garland halo and little wings and gold on the bottom of it. And uh, it was a wonderful time. And I remember at the end of Midnight Mass every year, the one thing I really looked forward to is the priest, for some reason, would have all the children ring bells and so when he told us it was time, at the very end, we would get to ring our little bells. Now, I don't know if it was kind of in conjunction with every time a bell rings an angel gets its wings. I don't really know what the significance was looking back on it. But that was a real highlight of all my Christmases as the early childhood.
0: So you grew up then in a colder climate. And in, uh, I guess Richmond doesn't have a ton of snow, but you probably had some every once in a while.
2: Not too much snow, but we did have a few Christmases where we definitely went sledding. So that was fun.
0: How about your family? Did they join you? Did you have a big family?
2: I have one sister. So it was my father and mother and my paternal grandparents are from Richmond. So we would celebrate every Christmas Eve and Christmas at their house. My grandmother would put out a big Southern spread. She's from the country in Virginia. Um, all the home cooking um, kind of fatten you up, get you settled, <laughs> and leave you feeling full. So it was great.
0: That was great. So you guys have been married for a while, and I guess you have children. Is that right?
2: Yes, we have three kids. My daughter Haley is 18, my son Chase is 14, and our youngest Jillian is 13.
0: Jillian, well, that's very nice. Uh, So you come from kind of different backgrounds, little different areas. When you got together, how did you put it all together for your kids?
1: Well, uh, you know, for us, one of the things that, and this is a long story, Um, But I became a Christian when I was 17. We actually had moved back to Ohio at that point. And um, my mom is one of 11 kids. And so there was a huge family there back in Ohio. And so Christmas uh, became bigger and lots more family and a lot of people uh, getting together, of course. And it was a week-long celebration. There was always something different at somebody's house. Uh, When I became a Christian, though, for me, uh, things kind of began to change a little bit. uh, Because I didn't grow up going to church. Um, and it was the – and I always knew, we always, you know, knew what Christmas was about. But it was the first time uh, that that actually became the focus of my Christmas was that, hey, a, a Savior is born, you know. And that was something brand new to me, and it was something that uh, when, when I when, – when that happened, it was one of those things as I, as I got older, I said, this is going to be the focus of my family someday. And then, you know, and when I met my wife, and, and of course she wasn't my wife then – um, but we began to talk, and we got married, and we, well, how are we going to handle Christmas when it comes to our kids? And so one of the things that we decided on was we were going to tell them the truth. And um, and when I say that, um, that was going to go against what my, my mom, Mrs. Claus. And, and as a matter of fact, when we told her, she was sitting on the couch of, uh, in our house, and she grabbed her heart like and faked a heart attack and fell onto the floor that we were not going to do this whole Santa thing. And so what we decided was to make Jesus and, and of course, him coming into the world. That was going to be the focus of our Christmas. Now, what we didn't do, though, is we're not anti-Santa Claus, and we never were that. We always treated Santa like Barney or like Mickey Mouse. Uh, it's fun. It's fine, you know, but it's not going to be the focus, and it's not real. And you can tell the, the story about you felt like you were lied to, Don, when uh, when you found out there was no Santa.
2: I remember when I was eight years old, and like I mentioned earlier, Christmas for me, a lot of it centered around the church and the the Christian celebration. But I remember when I was eight, that was kind of the last year I believed, and my mom really pushed it hard. And I got a letter from Santa, and she told me she saw Santa. Well, a few months after Christmas, my sister found the wrapping paper that Santa used to wrap our gifts upstairs. And I just remember I kind of had a little mini crisis at eight, and I thought well, my goodness, if Santa isn't real, is Jesus not real? And so for me, that uh, that's made a huge influence on how we celebrate with our kids and just really keeping Christ at the center. And like I said, I mean, my kids have pictures with Santa and that's kind of fun stuff. And we're not anti, like Brian said, we try to have fun and keep kind of the, the, um, the spirit of Christmas alive. And we love Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, all that stuff. But, but, but essentially, it centers around Christ. And every Christmas morning, before we open presents or do anything else, after breakfast, Brian always reads the Christmas story to our kids. So um, that's that's how we try to keep it very focused.
0: You know, that's kind of interesting. What you're basically saying is, as growing up, you had one focus that is different, that when you then grew up and had a more of an understanding of the meaning of Christmas— things kind of changed. It changed from a midnight, a focus of midnight, when either Santa Absolutely. comes down the the chimney or you go to church, uh, it changed to something that really has a lot more meaning, a lot more meaning for all of us, not only on Christmas Day, but every single day Absolutely, and every single night yes. of the year. That, w- that to me, is what is really fantastic about growing up, yes. is you really get to gr- experience something of such incredible meaning so that's really a natural segment and i'm talking to pastor brian serrani and his wife dawn of the cavalry chapel mountainside church in in murphy and by the way i have been to their church his sermons are incredible i highly recommend that you attend church listen to his sermons his sermons to me are what sermons should be they instruct you they teach you and they inspire you uh and that to me is a very important part of listening to someone with great knowledge, but so at this point, let's talk about um, let's talk about the meaning of Christmas. I mean, that's what we're really talking about here. You know, in our country, everything is so secularized. There's such a push a push away from morality, away from black and white black being right and wrong uh, morality to a sort of a gray area where morality is not really that important to a lot of people, and it's very secular. And to me, that's a, a major failing uh, in our society, because if you don't have that anchor of right and wrong morality, you really don't know what's right and wrong, uh, just to say yeah. straight out. So Christmas to me is sort of that, that start, that nut of where morality kind of blooms from, so what does Christmas mean to you from a religious standpoint?
1: Well, I think for me, I think of the verse and, um, you know, when the angels showed up to announce, uh, announce the birth of Christ, one of the things they said was peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And all you have to do is uh, is turn on the news or pick up a newspaper and see that, that's not really that true as far as on earth. There's not a lot of peace, and there's not a lot of goodwill. It, it happens, no doubt, but uh, there's a lot of unrest. We've just seen it in our own country. We've been watching it in the Middle East. Um, you can see it uh, as, as, as the Ukraine fired up there, and it's still going on. And, 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 yet, and yet here's this scripture that says, hey, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And what I always look at that, and, and as I, as I kind of digest what's being said there, There's no doubt about it when the angel said that that was very, very true. Um, Peace was on earth at that moment, at that time, in the form of this baby. But what's happened is, and kind of go into what you said, is the majority of the world, it seems, and more and more, um, I see it in our country and I even see it in churches, there just seems to be uh, a, a pushing away of Jesus, you know, who is our peace, the Bible says. And I look out and I see, I see the world calling out for peace. And I see, you know, every, every beauty contestant, pageant contestant, you know, that's on, their, that's on their docket. We want world peace. That's always the joke. And I remember the John Lennon song, song, Give Peace a Chance. There were peace marches. There were peace movements. Everybody wants peace. But the problem is, is this world will never know true peace. As long as they continue to reject Jesus Christ, who is our peace. And, and for me, when I think about Christmas, I think it's, that's what it's about. It's about what Jesus has done. He's come to give life and life to the full, the Bible says. He's, he's come to, to uh, forgive us of our sins. You know? And as long as the world continues to reject that part of that message, that Christmas message, they can ask and call out and have marches and sing songs about peace all they want. But if they continue to reject Jesus Christ, who is the Prince of Peace, we will never know peace.
0: You know, that's really an interesting point, because that whole type of peace movement was not religious peace. It was not the peace of Christ that they were after. They were talking about peace as opposed to war, yes. which is not the same concept at all. And what you just said reminded me of a, a bumper sticker that I have seen often, and it really it has to me it has a ton of meaning. And that is the word "no" K N O W no Jesus, no peace, and then the word "no" N O no Jesus, no peace. Right, right. And that really sums up exactly what you just said.
1: Yeah, and I think it's very true, and you see it really around Christmas time. And again, we're not anti the. I like buying presents, and we get into the lights, and that's all fun. Um, but, but Christ is the reason for the season, you know. And I even go beyond that. It's not even, it, that, that might not even be the correct way to say it, because it's that Jesus came, and the reason he came was for us. And so we are really the reason for the season. And we need to look to Jesus to find that meaning, to find that reason in our own lives. Not just at Christmas time, of course. It's, that's uh, an all-year-long thing.
2: But I think the glorious beauty in the Christmas season is people are spiritually open. It's a time when you can engage in dialogue about Christ just simply at this point in time by saying Merry Christmas. People will kind of give you a, a strange look, or some people welcome that. Oh, thank you for saying that. Thank you for actually saying Christmas. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And and sometimes as Christians, I think we can, we can get guilty of just thinking, well, you know, holly jolly and celebrate and ho, 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 and ha, ha, ha. But I think we can't miss the opportunity to really share Christ. And it's like the Lord has been really showing me lately through the book of John when it says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Christ is the hope. He's the hope we have as believers. And this is a perfect time of year to share that with people. If it wasn't for this craziness in our world that's going on right now, people searching for hope, searching for peace, Um, Jesus wouldn't have had to have come. And that, to me, is really the true spirit of Christmas. Like Brian said, he came here for us. We're really the ultimate reason. We celebrate him, but it's a time when the world looks on and they're kind of questioning and looking for some kind of hope. And, And I think a lot of people think it's going to be found in presence and it's that temporary joy. But I think to be able to share with them, to have that deep abiding peace and joy that's only found in a true relationship with Jesus Christ.
0: You know that that's really important. What you just said, because you know, with political correctness run amok in this country the way it is, when people feel afraid to say "Merry Christmas," which, to me, when you say "Merry Christmas," you are you are handing you are handing a cross to another person. You are you are speaking of a bond in Christ that you have with another person, yes, without, without saying that, without saying all of that stuff, that simple two, two words, Merry Christmas, indicates that there is a bond between you and another person. And really, that's, that's peace, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. And in our culture today, it really is identifying yourself with Christ, just to say the word Christmas. Because a lot of secularists, and like you said, with the PC kind of agenda, you're not allowed to say Christmas anymore. It's become holiday or winter season or whatever else they've got going on.
1: I saw uh, just on the Internet some new uh, billboards that are coming out, uh, and they're put out either by some atheist group or the uh, humanist group. And it has a picture of Santa, and it has a very liturgical picture of Jesus. And it it says something like, if I'm not mistaken, keep the Mary with the picture of Santa. Lose the myth with the picture of Jesus. And again, it's another example of how this world has it completely backwards. It's completely turned around. Yeah, they want peace, but somehow they want it without Jesus, and that's going to be an impossibility.
0: That really is what you're speaking to is, is the problem right there, is, is secularism ignores some very basic important facts, not myths, facts because jesus did exist yeah very true and um i read an interesting book by lee strobel called the case for christ i don't know have you read it? yes it is a great book it is a great book because it's a book for people who don't believe and they can be complete atheists and not believe but if they read that book and understand what is in that book it's impossible to to deny the deity of christ
1: I agree, and, I, and, and the, the interesting thing is is I don't, I'm not a kind of guy, I don't want to go argue with people. If, if somebody doesn't want to believe in God, I'm not going to argue with them. If you want to dialogue about it, that's a great thing. I'd love to do that. I'd love to talk. I'd love to present, like you just said, some facts. I'd love to present some evidence that maybe you're not aware of and, and, and show you some things. But I don't want to argue about it. But it's interesting now, from the world there is just such a push against God. And against specifically Jesus, um, that it's it's kind of frightening in a way, and 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 I don't know where that anger's coming from, and where uh, the, the 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 push that they seem to have, especially this Christmas, like never before, to somehow just let's push Christ right out of Christmas. And I love the you know you used to see the Xmas, you know, and I used to get upset about that. I said, you know what, all you do is you take Christ out of Christmas when you do that. I'd rather put. Um, Christ X and take the mess out of Christmas because that's what we do to Christmas is we make it a mess too often. And, and again, the focus has to be and needs to be Jesus Christ.
0: You know, the final few minutes we have, what message would each of you like to give the listeners of this program about anything?
1: I don't know. Is it about Christmas or about, about anything? Uh, yes. Well, you know, I would say this is um, I don't know what what people's experience is with church. And I don't know. um, I don't know what they've been dealing with as far as uh, as far as uh, whether they go or not go. And I know I've talked to a lot of people who've been hurt, you know, because of, of somebody said something, somebody did something. But I would encourage people, you know what, that you don't go to church to please man. You go to church to learn about God, to learn about the Lord, to to uh, allow him to have opportunity to speak into your life. And so if you're out of church, I would encourage you to get back. And And we got a great one. And, and I'm not saying it's the only church in town. We're not the only game in town, but we'd love you to come out. We have a, a Christmas Eve service, 7 o'clock. Um, if not our church, find another good church that's, like like you said, Dr. Dan, that's teaching the Bible, that's teaching God's Word, so that you can get back to where you need to be in that relationship with Jesus.
0: Pastor Brian Serrani and Don of Cavalry Chapel, Mountainside Church in Murphy. It's been a great discussion. And I will say it to you, Merry Christmas to both of you. Merry Thank and you, Christmas. May, and may you find God's love in the year ahead.
1: Thank, Thank
2: you. Thank you very much.